0: one And a good Monday morning. How do you do? My name is Nick Reed, mostly sunny, a high of 66 for the day. President Biden making a surprise visit to Ukraine. Though one can't help but wonder if he just got on the wrong flight. He was uh, slated to go to Poland, and this is being described as a, a surprise visit uh, over there where he may be... Uh, more popular than he is in his own country, or reasons that most of us can understand. Uh, The latest on that surprise visit, there's an unfortunate story in the San Francisco Chronicle about a young Ukrainian refugee girl who desperately wants to get back to Ukraine because of how unsafe the public schools are in California, specifically in San Francisco. The Total lack of of any sort of control. Kids cursing out teachers. She's horrified by this and wants to go back to her war-torn country where things are safer. Uh, Don Lemon taking a holiday. He will return on air depending on, quote, where his head is at. This after claiming that uh, it is a fact because you can Google it, that women are past their prime uh, once they get into their 40s, talking about uh, Nikki Haley. Um, And uh, I want to share also a piece regarding the IRS, Rise of the Tax Machines, IRS algorithms are coming for you. And what this piece illuminates is something that I have been arguing for some time in terms of the outcome, and that is the fact that it is the non-wealthy that are most likely to get audited. And according to um, an investigation that was done, it is not only the non-wealthy, but the poor and blacks are... um, audited at a higher rate compared to whites. And this, of course, is very fascinating because the Democrat Party is wanting to expand on the IRS. The Democrat Party passed all of this, this funding to expand the power of the IRS, and it's just a much different approach than defund the police, isn't it? When they're coming for your money, they have no trouble, evidently, with this massive government institution Targeting, just use some of the terminology that gets used when it comes to law enforcement. They have no issue at all with this massive institution targeting black people and targeting the poor. One of the reasons that um, it is so easy to target middle and lower income folks is because lower and income, uh, uh, middle and lower income folks are much, much more likely to just whatever you say, okay, fine, because they don't have the means to fight the IRS. The IRS is in one of those brilliant positions where they get to use your money to come after you. And because... The lower-income and middle-income American, the IRS, can come along and say you owe 10000 but we'll settle. We'll allow you to settle because we're just so kind and caring for, let's say, $3,000. Having no choice, no recourse, no financial ability to protect oneself, it is that segment of the population that's most vulnerable. And th- this is whom is going to continue to be targeted despite what the left tells you. It is not about the rich. It is about you, unless you are the ultra-rich. But if you are middle and lower income, it is about targeting you. Jason Ryman with the latest news update.
1: The Department of Labor says one of the country's largest cleaning services for food processing companies employed more than 100 children in dangerous jobs at 13 meatpacking plants across the country. Wisconsin-based Packer Sanitation Services has paid out over $1.5 million in civil penalties. At least three of those minors were injured on the job, burned by caustic cleaning chemicals at the JBS plant in Grand Island, Nebraska. Two finalists for superintendent in the Fayetteville-Arkansas Public School District have upcoming inter- interviews this week. The board will interview Webb City Superintendent Anthony Rossetti today and Branson Superintendent Brad Swafford on Wednesday. And Eric Biennemi has agreed to be the Washington Commander's Offensive Coordinator and Assistant Head Coach, the team announcing that the two-time Super Bowl-winning assistant with Kansas City will join Washington. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk, 1041.
0: And the first alert forecast, mostly sunny today with a high of 66. Tonight, partly cloudy, 38. Sunny, 61 tomorrow. Wednesday, showers and storms. Windy with a high of 66. Sunny and windy on Thursday with a high of 55. I want to welcome, though they have been on air with us for about a week now, Green County Garage Doors. Uh, As you know, and you may have heard um, some of my recorded uh, announcements on this that uh, we just over the years, given the disproportionately high number of uh, homeowners and the mindset of uh, the average KSGF listener investing in oneself and home, not paycheck to paycheck so much, but uh, making those wise investments. And so we're always trying to find the different categories that we feel are most relatable to you in order to serve you in that capacity and at the same time find businesses that, uh, that are looking for people like you. And one of the areas we just did not have anyone was garage doors of course we have um, garage flooring and storage with garage experts but we didn't have garage doors and that is everything from you know we wanted to find one somebody that you know would do a a great job somebody that had the same work ethic and mindset that that you all uh, come to expect but also have um every sort of of, uh, level of door if you will all the way up to the the higher end uh, for those who might have homes that accommodate that and that are looking to invest in that way and so uh, just you know wanted to let you know that they are on board with us now and they should be for the foreseeable future so any uh, garage door needs that you have you no longer have to wonder to whom you contact uh, Green County Garage Doors, you can go to their website, GreenCountyGarageDoors.com, or of course, like the other um, uh, companies that we have found over the years and, and collected together, uh, you can see those under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. Uh, President Biden arrived in Ukraine's capital city of Kiev for early Monday morning in a surprise visit. He's gone already, they said. These things, uh, I always, I am curious. How many people actually know? How many people uh, know that it's the president versus somebody important that's going to be making a visit? And then, of course, you have speculation because clearly, something like this, uh, there is a great deal of secrecy that accompanies it. For obvious reasons and uh and those are the sorts of things i'm always curious about behind the scenes but nonetheless he showed up told him how awesome they are and and then he left i'm still not convinced he didn't just get on the wrong flight he was supposed to be going to poland uh on the one-year anniversary of the war in ukraine which of course sanctions was supposed to prevent from occurring remember that um Why don't we do sanctions now? And the White House's line was, well, if we use them up now, then what will we have to stop the invasion from occurring? That was week after week after week. Uh, what we were told, that that was the tool, that was h- why it was that we would have this power over Putin to prevent him because he would not want those sanctions put into place. And so that's that was going to be the preventive measure. Uh, when it didn't work, of course, uh, it uh, was then changed by the president to we never said that about sanctions. We never claimed that sanctions would be a preventative measure. And this is one of those instances where collectively the world wondered if he was just straight up lying or if he really did not remember that that was the official policy position of the White House. Hey, who knows? Maybe the unpredictability factor actually helps us Uh, to some degree. It always keeps them on their toes. They can't predict what it is that the United States is going to do because Joe Biden is uh, Joe Biden. There's a uh, San Francisco Chronicle story that centers around a Ukrainian refugee girl who settled in San Francisco with her mom and how she has found that the public school system in San Francisco is so violent that she wants to go back to her war-torn country of Ukraine. The piece on Sunday in the San Francisco Chronicle notes that it didn't take Yana long to realize that real life in her eighth grade classes at Marina Middle School was nothing like the screen that played out on her television screen. Students interrupting classes, jumping on desks, cursing at teachers. At first, Yana wondered what was going on, but then nothing happened, she said. Students were not disciplined. They weren't prevented from repeat behavior. The San Francisco Chronicle reports Yana just wants to go back to her hometown in central Ukraine, back to the only school she knew before the war, even as her mom and aunt have started to research camps and other programs in San Francisco to occupy the summer months. Uh now San Francisco's a school district that they there was what appeared to be this brief flash of sanity when there was a um a recall of three left wing school board members, but the left wing regained a majority last uh in the last November election, so a setback for the people. And this isn't the sort of thing that's isolated to San Francisco. I mean, many of you may have recognized these things going on in area schools here. There, There is a, these stories have been relayed to me as well. It is shocking. The way that students are able to talk to teachers nowadays and on one hand. Somebody my age almost hesitates to talk about it, because you realize you start to sound like that person that says, when I was a kid and in my day, but the 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 way that some of these students are, and the way that the teachers allow it to occur, now, that being said, I understand oftentimes teachers are put in between a rock and a hard place here, they You've got they have rules with which they have to abide, and I'm sure they're supposed to constantly try to de-escalate things, and that means sitting there and watching all the other students see this play out. The other students recognize that ultimately the authority lies in the hands of the worst students who want to act out. And When you look at what is playing out in our streets and then you see what is happening in the classroom, it doesn't make one necessarily think that, well, maybe things will get better because it just seems to get worse Uh, over the weekend in Austin, which is a defund the police city in Texas, a liberal haven in the middle of uh, uh, the middle, but in, in Texas, and there was a, a, an incident where there were a bunch of young people that just took over this major intersection and they were having street races, shooting off fireworks, just total and complete lack of control. And it has been, politically speaking, the left that has created this culture and this atmosphere that if you are a person and you don't want to abide by the laws, abide by the rules, you essentially will be allowed to do just that. And it is becoming something that is prevalent everywhere. And it's sad. When you see an anecdotal story such as this, a young girl, of course, fleeing to America, because of the horrific circumstances in her own country, but at the same time, having these, these, these dreams of what America is like, based off of uh, whatever sort of television depictions uh, had seen, she had seen, and and the whole idea of the American dream and freedom and and people of all races just living harmoniously with one another, uh, in in some of these these movies of of uh, days back and television shows and then having this stark reality you 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 i can only imagine at some point it must be this this questioning of is there anywhere on this planet because the united states of america still particularly for young people is seen as this incredible place now i had of course the the benefit of of spending time with folks from ukraine and at the time anyhow everything they knew about america was from movies that were pirated essentially uh they didn't have a tremendous amount of movie theater experience and uh, the the um, the limitations were pretty extreme on what one could see on television there so it was mostly pirated illegally downloaded and pirated television shows and and so uh, you know they they had these preconceived notions based off of all movies one of the questions that they asked uh, was whether or not it was true that on college campuses all girls were pretty because that's how that's generally portrayed in, in films and television shows that they had seen. And so there were these cliches before, now mind you, again, limited in the access to what sort of of uh, television shows or movies, but this was also before things got really, really overtly anti-American. And so the Beverly Hills 90210 and the movies from the 80s and 90s, again, where America's awesome and have these idealistic images which of course aren't wholly realistic but you can imagine it's just sad to think that once upon a time we were the country that universally anyone who got here would would see the coexisting would see the love for America and it has just devolved. It has turned into this place in certain pockets of the country. And the San Francisco school districts are one of them. And again, I mean, we're not immune from it in our school districts around here. Just the, the level of chaos that is fostered. And who, of course, loses out in a scenario like that? The very people that we're told we care so much about, and that's the young people, education, and they are ultimately the victims. Springfields Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. We got ourselves a hero's breakfast Friday, correct? Right. All right. So next week, we will be broadcasting live three of the days from our great escape trip. Uh, With a number of you that will be going along with us, Uh, we will have guest hosts on Monday and Friday. But Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, uh, you will hear us doing the show from Mexico. I'm so so excited. Yes, I too find myself excited. Mm. Mm, Yeah. Uh, So just wanted to give you a heads up on that so you aren't confused. You may be a little sad. Uh, that you are not with us every year i talk with folks like well, i was gonna do it i just didn't pull the trigger and then every year there are people on the trip that like this is the first time we finally pulled the trigger and did it and so uh yep off to mexico we will go and uh, that is the scheduling plan for next week just give you a heads up don lemon taking a holiday uh he will return on air depending on quote where his head is at according to a cnn insider this um because of the comments he made about Nikki Haley, which were all about one—it th- was off the cuff insult of Nikki Haley—is what it. I, it's so, so much of this is is juvenile, and it's missing the real issue here. And it is a total and complete lack of objectivity, and it is having people that are, are your lead people in a network that are so anti. Republican that they say things that oftentimes make no sense at all. The comment of course, Nikki Haley, she was announcing her presidency and talking about how uh, the the country, the GOP needs to um, um, you know new generation of leaders and and stop going back to the ones that are beyond their prime and uh, Don Lemon's on there with a couple of gals and and he noted that, she shouldn't be speaking about that because she clearly is past her prime, uh, given that it is, in his words, a fact, because you can Google it, that a woman is in her prime in her 20s or 30s. And then he kind of nervously said, well, 40s. He's trying to gauge the age of the two women that uh, are either side of him. And this, of course, the the thing about it is most of the... The, the position of so many people at CNN was almost confusion. We don't even understand what his point was. Well, you probably don't, because the, his statement on that derived from the same place that the reporting of most of the people from CNN do, and that is Republicans are bad, unless they're bashing other Republicans, then they have a brief moment of sanity, uh, and Democrats are good. And so Don Lemon was, you know, Nikki Haley didn't say anything that was overtly uh off the mark or offensive there, there wasn't anything outrageous that she said and so the one thing that he could think of was to claim she was past her prime and of course then he had to you know back it up with some sort of evidence so he claimed it's proven true don't you know, he said, i'm just the messenger it's a fact you can google it <laughs> so it was just about he was trying to figure out a way to insult her Because that's the go-to for these people at CNN. Amidst the mounting furor and calls for his firing over his comments last week that were widely condemned as sexist, uh, Lemon was removed from Monday's CNN this morning on-air lineup Sunday. A CNN insider telling Fox News Digital that Lemon has no plans to return to air earlier than Tuesday, adding that he is taking the holiday Monday and that his return to the show depends on, quote, where his head is. Well, I'm sure there are a lot of people that have an idea where it is. Uh, His absence on Monday was first reported by the Daily Beast, which also reported that Lemon's future at the network is uncertain. A person familiar with the matter told the Daily Beast that there are ongoing conversations about Don's future, adding that he has become a constant distraction for the network. The on-air suspension comes after Lemon issued an apology to his colleagues on Friday for comments he made about women and aging, in which he knocked Haley, the 2024 Republican presidential candidate, for being past her prime. Uh, His boss, CNN CEO Chris Licht, scolded the host on Friday for the comment, calling it upsetting, unacceptable, and unfair, and a huge distraction. Because this, of course, is the thing that causes CNN to lose its credibility. <laughs> Springfield's Talk 1041. i I'm Nick Reed. The American Transmissions Talk at text line 447-KSGF. First alert forecast, mostly sunny day, a high of 66.38 tonight. Sunny 61 tomorrow, showers and storms Wednesday with a high of 66. A, a common question is bouncing off the fact that Biden once again goes somewhere that uh, his his presence suggests he feels is very important uh, the the issue so he shows up in ukraine because right but he won't go to our own border he will not visit border facilities he will not visit the the disaster with the train derailment in ohio and it's somewhat rhetorical i suppose people say well why is it he can he can make it all the way over there to ukraine but he cannot visit but here in the united states and the answer is sometimes more simple than we we think it may be and that is over there he's going to get like they want something from the united states so over there, he doesn't have to worry about tough questions. He doesn't. He, he's just gonna go over there and look really good, uh, and oh, you know, the pomp and circumstance, and and you know, he's thinking that this is uh, here. I am, and I'm I'm popping up in a war torn area, and and you know, the United States is the hero. Um, the whole thing's quite disgusting. You think about it. The last time, I believe, if not one of the last times that the man visited Ukraine, he shook him down and laughed at them, laughed at them. As he told that story at the, I don't know what summit it was, and the then acting top law enforcement official of Ukraine was investigating the corruption at Burisma, where Hunter Biden had a seat, and Biden mocked them, laughed about the fact that he told them, you quit, you fire that investigator, otherwise I'm going to make sure you don't get that billion dollars in aid you have coming towards you. And then laughed about the fact that before his wheels were even up, the guy was fired. So you go from that essentially shaking down a country to make sure it stays corrupt, threatening to withhold dollars, to now go o- going over there and bragging about how much money you're going to give them, how much, uh, if not direct funding, but weaponry to help them in their fight against Russia. I, what a just a surreal... Slash corrupt situation. All that being said, though. He doesn't really have any accountability over there. He could just go there. uh, He can stand with the foe. He makes him feel like a big guy. Look how big and important I am. He doesn't have to deal with pesky questions you know, that uh, come from his failures at the border or the failure in the government response to Chinese spy apparatus or to a train derailment in which you have different versions as to whether it's safe or not. And this is a constant theme with this administration. You don't show up In any place that is going to highlight your failures, whether it is a failure of your policy or a failure to react, the border clearly was a a policy situation. It was caused by the Biden administration. I mean, for Pete's sake,s he broadcast to the world, if I get elected, come back, we'll take you in. When you're talking about a train derailment, that may not be a direct result of any sort of policy, but it's the reaction to it that proves to, once again, be a tremendous obstacle uh, with this this administration. Whether it's Buttigieg not showing up at any transportation-related uh, uh, scenarios. Kamala, of course, the border being her thing among others, that she doesn't show up for, Biden not showing up, uh, or when he does, it's way late to the party. Yeah, go over to Ukraine. Nobody's bothering you with that stuff. Everybody just loves you because you got all the toys that they want. I want to share with you a piece coming up here. It's it's, uh, an op-ed in The Hill titled Rise of the Tax Machines, IRS Algorithms Are Coming for You. And I'll give you a bit of a hint here. Those who are targeted by the algorithms are the categories of people that the Democrats claim they care about the most, which usually means you're going to end up with a target on your back. Sarah is everyone. You're welcome. Well,
2: tax season is among us, and maybe you have been holding off to get some of those home repairs done. Right now is the perfect time to give my friends over at Beatles Property Maintenance a call. They can come out, take a look at what's going on, get you on the books, and get your house fixed up for springtime. Now, Beatles, they do a variety of home repairs and maintenance. They can help you out with some of those big-name items. Uh, You know, Maybe you need a vapor barrier or crawlspace repairs. Maybe you've had some mold that you need to get treated, but they can also help you out with some of those smaller, uh, more fun home repairs, if you will. Maybe you want to update all of your uh, light fixtures within your home, or maybe you are wanting to get your deck prepared uh, for that springtime. Either way, uh, if you have a big repair job or a small one, Beatles Property Maintenance, they can help you out. Now you can find all of the contact information for Bruce and the Beatles Property Maintenance team at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab.
0: There is a tax lawyer at Miller and Chevalier Chartered in Washington, D.C., by the name of Robert Kovasev. and he has a piece in the Hill, Rise of the Tax Machine, IRS algorithms are coming for you, and he writes, ne- new research has cast a harsh... Spotlight on digital discrimination stemming from the Internal Revenue Service's use of algorithms and artificial intelligence, a key factor in disproportionate auditing of poor families and taxpayers of color. Remember, this is the outfit that Democrats are expanding wildly It's interesting what a different approach they are taking to the IRS that is shown to disproportionately negatively affect people of color versus their defund the police movement. Isn't that interesting? Earlier this week, the Senate questioned President Biden's nominee for IRS commissioner, Danny Werfel, about how an IRS algorithm targeted black taxpayers for audit up to 4.7 times as often as other races. Amid controversy over billions of dollars in new IRS enforcement funding, Congress should recognize that letting computers decide whom to audit could destroy more lives than an army of newly hired IRS agents ever could. Black taxpayers are between three and five times more likely to be audited than taxpayers of other races, a disparity that is largely driven by an IRS algorithm, according to a study published last month by the Stanford Institute for Economic Policy Research. The study, based on an analysis of IRS data, highlights an important development the agency would like to keep hidden, its escalating use of computer algorithms and artificial intelligence, otherwise known as AI, to drive its enforcement agenda without transparency or any meaningful human supervision. When confronted with this study at its confirmation hearing, fell committed to providing the Senate with a report on the offending algorithm within 60 days. But that cannot be the end of congressional oversight into the IRS AI program. To prevent discrimination, Congress should mandate that the IRS set up effective and transparent safeguards on its use of AI to prevent biased algorithms from disproportionately targeting certain taxpayers. Last year, the IRS received $45.6 billion in new enforcement funding on top of its annual budget. This has generated considerable uproar over how the agency will spend the windfall, most of which has focused on whether the IRS would use it to hire thousands of new revenue agents to harass individual taxpayers. That criticism misses the point. Like many businesses and governments, the IRS is more likely to spend its money on machine learning and data analytics than a thousand human or then on thousands of human IRS agents. Artificial intelligence helped auditors analyze transactions and spot patterns that can indicate potential fraud using technology to help maximize revenue. But the rise of AI driven decision making by the IRS creates far greater perils than staffing up with human capital. Algorithms are often black boxes, and the reasons for the decisions they make can be difficult or sometimes impossible to determine. What's more, the IRS shrouds its algorithms in the cloak of bureaucratic secrecy. Taxpayers may never know if their fates were determined by a computer with no human safeguards. A simple example illustrates the point. In 2012, the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration, known as TIGTA, studied an IRS algorithm to determine whether taxpayers were entitled to relief for certain penalties. The report found that 89% of the time, a taxpayer should have had the penalties removed. The IRS algorithm got it wrong and kept the penalties in place instead. This meant taxpayers were assessed severe penalties that the IRS should never have pursued. Even more disturbing. Not a single one of those incorrect determinations was corrected by a human IRS employee, a 100% failure rate for human supervision of the algorithm's decisions. But for the investigation, nobody, least of all the affected taxpayers, would ever have even known about the damage caused by the rogue IRS algorithm. President Biden and other officials have promised that the extra IRS funding will not be used to audit taxpayers making under $400,000 a year. But what if an IRS algorithm decides that poorer taxpayers are a better target? For example, an algorithm reviewing IRS collection data may determine that low-income taxpayers are less likely to fight and more likely to pay tax assessments than wealthy taxpayers. It may then conclude that the IRS should audit more low-income taxpayers and fewer wealthy ones to maximize the success rate. The perverse results will be increased IRS audits of poor American families, which are already under the Biden administration at five times the rate of all other taxpayers, according to an analysis of 2021 internal IRS reports. But because the algorithm is a, quote, black box, nobody, perhaps not even the IRS itself, would ever know that low-income families were being targeted regardless of the 400,000 limitation until it is too late. It is not enough to rely on assurances that the IRS is monitoring its AI program. Congress must exercise its oversight to ensure that the IRS does not rely on biased algorithms in deciding which taxpayers to target. Further, Congress must force the IRS to be transparent about how it uses AI in making enforcement decisions so that taxpayers can defend themselves from being harmed by a rogue IRS algorithm. Otherwise, thousands of new human IRS agents may turn out to be the least of our worries. This is very Kafka-esque in nature. And it, quite frankly, is the sort of free pass that the government would love to target untold numbers of Americans who have no means to defend themselves. And when it comes to the IRS, it's not uh, a department store credit card bill that if you just ignore it for long enough, it'll eventually uh, be written off, and then it will, in a number of years, get off your credit report. They can take money out of your bank account. They can just clean it out if they want. And when you have an algorithm that does it, what are they to do? Other than to tell you these aren't decisions that are made by a human being, so there is no human being with which one can speak to try and figure out what's going on or why the individual is targeted. It allows them to wash their hands of it and say, sorry, that's just how it works. And it will go after the middle-income American, it will continue to go after uh, lower-income Americans because those are the people that don't have the resources to protect themselves. Those are the individuals that don't—I mean, if they don't have thousands of dollars to pay some sort of attorney to defend themselves against the IRS, they certainly— aren't going to be able to put up a fight and so they just will buckle under and settle for whatever amount the IRS wants. This is all about getting money. And let's not forget, it was at a stop a couple of weeks ago that President Biden was talking about those extreme Republicans They want to fix these issues at the IRS or, God forbid, get rid of the agency altogether. And a crowd of Democrats booed an organization that is known to disproportionately go after and punish lower-income people and black people. And the idea of doing anything about that the idea of eliminating this institution is so appalling that the President of the United States uses it to illustrate how horribly radical the Republican Party is. Springfield's Talk 1041, i I'm Nick Reed. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty, not just your realtor—a totally awesome one at that. Owner and broker of House Theory Realty. You can get all of her contact information under Nick's endorsements. Whether you're looking to buy or sell, and if you have not uh, given a review of your experience with Emily Johnson, I ask that you do so as a uh, as a community service to people in the area who may not know. Uh, Maybe they don't necessarily listen to this, this show, so they don't know. Uh, all the benefits of using Emily Johnson, but they'll just sort of randomly search, and it's very helpful um, when they come across, a person comes across reviews that are specific in nature, and so that's something that you can do to to help out the community uh, if you have user services. And if not, what reviews are there you can definitely benefit from, and of course, like I said, I, I can't recommend her highly enough. That is Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. The American Transmissions talk to text line. This is Ray from Aurora. Former Vice President Biden's trip to Ukraine is stupid. That is a war zone. If he gets shot down or even shot at or claims to have been targeted, then we're in World War III also. We know the DNC would love to have the creepster out of the way. Uh, and they would love to have him as a dead patriotic hero instead of a soon-to-be-impeached traitorous felon. Uh, I like how Ray here uh, refers to him as former Vice President Biden (laughs) as opposed to President Biden. Subtle, but I like it. Um, There is, I don't know if you've seen this. I'll play the audio later. I don't know why this struck me as weird. Evidently over the weekend, Saturday, I believe it was, Biden and Jill are having dinner at a restaurant, I guess, just somewhere in D.C., and some code pink protester shows up and starts doing what it is that Democrats have been encouraging these left-wingers to do against Republicans uh, for several years now and make them, quote, uncomfortable. And so this this code pink gal uh, is, is you know, hollering at him about we need to get out of— Ukraine and stop the embargo on Cuba and you know these sorts of things what's just I don't know why this struck me as odd the Bidens are just sitting at a table as it's okay so the restaurant doesn't seem as if there's an event going on. It's just a normal restaurant. They're in a restaurant. it's not some uh event where the there's a speaker and a banquet and a fundraiser. It's just any given restaurant. And you if you watched the video and you had no idea what was going on, you would not even know that the president of the United States was there. It's just like sitting at this table with with Joe Biden eating and everybody's just sort of eating around uh separate from them. You they look like this I don't want to say normal couple, but it certainly does not look like one would think the president of the United States. Like, how? It just seemed really, really unsecure that you could have any random protester walk in off the street and start filming herself yelling at the president and there's no secret service that comes around or anything it's a waitress by the way they're they're wearing masks of course because it's washington dc but the it, a waitress deals with this person there's no secret service to be seen that that i could and and i you don't see the individual how she ends up leaving the facility, but it's the the servers in the restaurant that apparently are trying to do it. It's just the oddest thing. We'll we'll get it up for you so you can see it uh, on social media.